my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. You get Saturday as well as yesterday. Well, it's no surprise, it's the weekend edition. Um, it was It's the anniversary of the underarm bowling thing again, so we're going to dredge all that up, up again, as we always do. Um, uh, should we be allowed to advertise drugs directly to the public? Abby Allen uh, got engaged to a con man and then wrote a book about it. I'm not sure how much of that she did on purpose. Uh, and then uh, Broods uh, came in to talk about their new album. They're lovely, the Broods. Not the Broods, Broods, but the two of them. Uh, I know what they're called, all right? But first up, uh, should we give up on meat? I, I have this, not rule, but habit, where I don't cook meat at home. I don't cook chicken or beef or lamb or pork or sausages. I don't have mince on toast. I still love eating meat. And I, I don't hesitate to order a burger or you know, dumplings or a nice lamb korma if I'm away from home. But, but, but five or six days a week without even really thinking about it, I suppose I'm a vegetarian. And I appreciate it's easy for me. You know, I, I live alone. I don't have teenagers in the house. But it's also pretty easy to get good protein from other foods. I actually eat heaps of halloumi. I eat heaps of hummus, I eat heaps of nuts, eggs, um, I eat lots of Greek yogurt. I'm not a vegan, and, and you know, I'm by no means super strict. Like I say, if I get takeaways or I go to a barbecue or I go out for a meal, I don't think twice about devouring something animal. It might not be for everyone, but I have dramatically cut the amount of meat I consume. Many of my mates and family members have actually gone a lot further than me. They are vegans or pescatarians or vegetarians or, or whatever, but in considering climate change and the health problems facing our world, one of the biggest positive changes we can make is a change to our diets, which is food for thought, I guess. No, 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 no. Jack, you are not licensed to tell dare jokes. Uh, I've got two licenses. You have no licenses. Uh, yeah, cut that out. Uh, now, the underarm bowling incident, uh, it's come around again. I mean, it's not like they've done it again, but uh, we keep talking about it because it keeps being in the anniversary of it. Here's Bruce Edgar. He was there. So is there anything that you would like to know about the whole event, considering you were there, that, that you haven't or didn't know? Um, no, it's pretty much documented. Um, no, not for me, personally. I've, I've met the... Um, the opposition a few times. I've sort of had cats for them to travel and brief. Um, haven't really seen Rod Marsh. Uh, the only question I would have is, did Dennis Lilly step outside the circle on the last ball to make it a no ball? Because I know he was at short, fine leg, and a, um, a young woman who was doing a um, master's degree on something, she, she came through and said, have you got any aerial photos or anything like that that you recall and I do remember him standing down there and I and there's no evidence of it but I suspect and I hope I don't know whether he was actually interviewed or not whether he actually stood outside the circle because I know Rod Marsh was saying no way mate no way mate you can't do this and um, he was pretty clear on that and Dempsey was down at short fine leg maybe doing something that we don't know so, so just just to spell that out for all of us numpties, if he was outside the circle, what did that mean? That they had to have certain amount of fielders in, so therefore the ball's invalid. So therefore, another one would have had to be bowled. That's that's correct. Yes, yeah, would have been a, a technically another ball. Um, 
you know, uh, I think it was a minimum of four inside the circle or something like that. And he, he may have stepped out to make it three. Something to that effect, but I know he was down there and he was scheming, and whether that happened or not, I don't know. Um, I don't know whether he's ever been asked. I've never seen him, and it'd be interesting to know. What I would like to know is, why don't we just let this go? It was a million billion years ago. Mind you, it is nice to um, have something to always throw back in an Australian's face. You can win any argument by bringing up the underarmenton. It's fantastic. Um, drug advertising. They were talking about this on the Weekend Collective yesterday. Uh, should it be allowed, like, you know, specific drugs being advertised to the public? Do we need to change the drug advertising laws in this country? I think that the drug advertising laws in New Zealand are well past their use-by date. We and the states are the only countries where there is direct-to-consumer advertising of uh, prescription drugs, and it should end. Because we've had a statement from Dr Graham Jarvis, General Manager at Medicines New Zealand, who says the reason uh, that um, that the situation is in place uh, is because it allows the consumers to hold a discussion with their doctor. And if a doctor says yes or no and provides a reason, then that's a positive outcome for both. It seems to me a free and open exchange of ideas. So the short answer is that is one perspective. And the problem is that when people see an advertisement on television, uh, they get fixed, they may get fixed in their mind that this is what they want. And they come actually to the doctor saying, I think this is what I want, this is what I need, it's what I want. And in fact, that may be totally inappropriate for any number of reasons. It could be that they are not, uh, they don't have the right condition. It could be that actually just not the right medication. And actually you spend most of your time convincing them that actually what they saw was not the right answer for them, as opposed to simply confirming that it was. It is a huge waste of time and resource. And I mean, witness the fact that most countries in the world do not allow it. We should be following suit. Can I just put my personal pitch in for Voltaren? Um... I'm not being paid to say this, but I woke up with a crick in my neck the other day and it got progressively worse the next day and I couldn't move, couldn't twist. It was very annoying. I took the Voltaren tablets. Oh, amazing. It's changed my life. Anyway, uh, let's hear from Abby Allen now. Uh, she got engaged to a con man and then wrote a book about it. Just give us a, a, a bit more background as to the lies he told you, because he, he spun some pretty interesting tales about his adventures and exploits, some pretty grandiose claims. He did. He told me that he had been a Navy SEAL in the past um, and that he also worked for the CIA. He told me that he met his first wife when he rescued her. She was held hostage in Iran, and uh, so that um, he rescued her. He told me that he himself had been tortured in China when he was held hostage in China, and that he escaped. Um, and that was why he needed to sleep with the television on and the, uh, the lights on, and also why he sometimes had screaming nightmares, because he was having reliving this, this trauma. Mm. Um, he told me that, let's see what else, he told me that he had been, well, he told his son later that he had been responsible for nailing Osama bin Laden. Right. Um, <laughs> he just, I mean, these, these stories. And the thing is this, none of it was verifiable. Yeah. He really was, also, he really was a doctor, he really was in the Navy, and he really was working at the Pentagon on this hospital project. So he, what he did was he mixed 
fact and fiction and sort of threw it out of a cannon to see what would happen, which is fascinating, really. And it's the, that's the, the best liars do that. They just sort of mix everything up. But nothing was verifiable. And I would ask him, I would say, when were we in China? And, you know, or when were we in Iran? That doesn't make sense. Mm. I didn't hear about that. He would say that was just a, a secret operation. You would never have heard about it. Yeah. I guess, I mean, it's hard. I suppose if you are a spy um, and, you know, it works the other way as well, that perhaps y- your wife won't believe you because she can't verify it. I, I get the same thing. I get uh, home and say that, you know, I've been making podcasts. And she goes, well, how do I know that you've been doing that? And I say, well, because you can subscribe to them and listen to them, and then she never does that. So that's, I guess that's that's my issue. I'll, I'll, I'll work through that. Meanwhile, you can listen to uh, Caleb and Georgia Broods. I get the feeling you guys have had a lot of fun making this album. Yeah, for yes. sure. For sure. I think this is the most, like... We got to do what we wanted. We were f- just being free and unfiltered and kind of just experimenting a lot. Just and saying a lot. Just saying yes. Yeah, to everything. To most ideas. No knows. And did most of them turn out well? Yeah, I think like... I hope so. I think like we we basically just kind of let whatever was going to happen happen and like didn't try to steer it in any certain direction or think about radio too much or think about like being on certain playlists or anything. I think like a lot of people these days know what's going to work so they write what is going to work instead of what they want and we really didn't want to do that <laughs> so we just because uh, who who says it's not going to work if you do what you want mm. I feel like make this your is, own rules yeah this is so much more it's um, music <laughs> yeah and it just makes it so much more authentic to us and it's that's the most exciting thing so why did you have this freedom how did you what well, we happened? got dropped by everybody <laughs> oh so that was, it was kind of like this. But it was a relief. We sure. knew that it wasn't like a right relationship, like with the label, you know, like they wanted us to be something that we didn't want to be. And, and, um, what did they want you to be? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Probably Lord. <laughs> They're like, you're the next Lord. I'm like, oh, I don't think Ooh. it works like that. <laughs> so, so oh, I'm always getting the same kind of thing. You know, they always, people always saying, we want you to be the next Mark Marin. With the podcasting, you know, they want Glenn ZB to be... Never mind, I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. Way, way, way uh, more shorter than Matt Maron's podcast. Uh, that was the weekend edition. We'll see you back here again tomorrow for more.